Hello, hello, welcome back to 1159, where two entitled primates talk about the world like they know it all. Alright, so as you may know, October is the month of Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're having two very special guests coming from the Solitude Project, uh, which are the founder and the co-founder, uh, Ed Sharon and Queen, coming up uh, to talk about their stories today. Wait, Ed Sheeran? Oh my god, biggest fan. One question though, when you change your deadline, do you often divide? Yeah, because that's your album Was that thing. your joke? Yeah, that was my joke. Was that your joke? Yeah, that's, that, that was... Yeah, that wasn't my joke. Oh my god. Doodles! Hey guys, how was your day? I'm Quinn, or uh, people also know me as Lunio. I'm the founder of so- the Solitude Project, and I'm so happy to be here today. Esheran, please introduce yourself. Hello, mate. I was born on February 17, 1991. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, so. I think that you all may know me from The Shape of You, but you could also check out my newest song, Bad Habits, where I go full mode emo. Um, it goes like one, two, three, four. Ooh, 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 I don't really know what is going to get on, but okay. It's my song, after all, you know? I can. This is cultural inappropriate. Oh. I mean, well. We're so appreciate you guys for coming in today and anyway, let's start directly to the point. So, uh, Lunio and Esherin, um, can you tell us a bit about the uh, Solitude Project? So, the Solitude Project is a psychology project in Vietnam created to spread awareness, information as well as help and support young people who are struggling with their mental health or need help and support. Currently, like our mid- our project is doing the second season, Van, which means tiger stripes in Vietnamese, and the missions of Van is to raise awareness and transmit informations about mental illness and mental health, especially teenage suicide and self harm syndrome. At the same time, we also want to spread better and more positive values to. Society raise awareness of personal values and self-love. So, um, fun fact, I am also a member of the Solitude Project. I've been with them for about two months already. Yeah, it's, it's great to be in the project. Everyone in the project is just amazing. They're very supportive. And be, be sure to check the, the, the fan page out later on after this episode. They have many helpful content and yeah. Uh, I I heard that you have you have Peter have a love line with Tyler. Excuse me, that's not supposed to go public, but I mean, uh, I have a question. I don't you think he'll be happy love. hearing this in public. <laughs> to the public, I mean, just just announcing I mean, it already. Yes, but you know, we prefer to keep it low key. Um. Yeah, I thought we were talking about mental awareness. <laughs> Well, love is also a type of mental illness, you know? <laughs> love wow. is also one of it. Can we not? <laughs> it breaks your heart. True, that, that is true. And give you several mental illness. And PTSD. 
if you're lucky enough to have someone like that. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, I have a question. Uh, why, why did you name it the Solitude Project? So, yeah, what's the the meaning behind the name? Um, I come up to a thought to to create a project about mental health and mental illness when I was about to suicide. Like, I was self harm. I was yeah. I I, I found self harm and harming myself, and I suddenly oh. I have a thought that oh, what if a lot of th- teenager out there have to struggling like me alone like they they don't have the courage to tell anyone and they have to go through that all alone so i come up with a thought that i'm gonna create a project to raise awareness about it and to support them and i think about my situation at that time so i come up with the name solitude oh wow well Your project has reached a lot of people. Um, it has been really influential because uh, you got the We Chose Award for Best Youth Program. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but um, how do you feel about I, that? It's really hard to tell how I feel about that because sometimes I feel that oh, it's really great. Like uh, everybody are feeling better. I have good feedbacks about my project. But at the same time, I also feel a lot of pressure. I feel stressed. Like sometimes when I have a mental breakdown, like I say to myself, like, why you have a mental breakdown? Like you are working on a mental illness and mental health project. You help people out there. You have teenagers out there, and why you are struggling with your own problems? You can't even solve it. Like sometimes I tell myself those things. So it's really hard to tell. What, um, what I felt about that. I, I was gonna say like I can really feel how you feel right now because I actually work with a lot of people who work on uh, mental health awareness clubs in my school. And the funny thing is, is like we are stressing about our own projects, like standing up through in the stage, presenting, creating like workshops for people to participate in. I mean, isn't it true that everyone has pressure and all that, regardless of like whatever they do? But in the project itself, like I've mentioned before, everyone is like extremely supportive, and like sometime when like I stay up until four or five in the morning, I still see like some of the members are still up, and I would send them memes and you know tell them jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the pressure is. I'm the founder of it. I'm the one who's like I'm the head of all everything, and I'm like I control everything in the project. But when I'm feeling so down, it gives me so much pressure. It's like people, it's sometimes it's like people are looking up to me, and I I have to be strong so they will have the strength to moving on. I mean, the pressure of being a leader itself is already a problem, but I don't think that you know presenting yourself being weak sometimes is going to be like the end of the world. Like, even when I enter the project, or even if I just spectate the project, I can still see that you're so amazing. To be honest, like 
I look up to you, correct? But you know, if you're tired, you should say you're tired. But yeah, you're great. I mean, you're doing good, girl. So, uh, what about you, Asherin? What is your experience yes. in the project? Like, you're like the 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 crackhead of the entire project. I I believe so. Well, um, she has this weird vibe. I mean, yeah, I know I'm special, <laughs> of course. So, um, I first start this project because my friend asked me, like, "Hey, do you want to join a project?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. And so, because they said that, oh, we're missing a role in the design team, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I think I can do it. Um, at first, it's like really harsh. It's real. It's really hard for me. Like, I have a lot of struggle overcoming in the digital art, and I have never done this work before. But like, because everyone is so supportive that I eventually become the head of the Metas. Team, which is cool. Even though I'll quit. Even though I'll quit. Even though I'll quit. <laughs> even though I'll quit. it's not like I'll quit or anything. I just like passing the role to another person because they deserve it. You know, like they are hardworking. You're announcing. Of course, I still help. You're announcing. Like, I won't do that much. Yeah. <laughs> You're announcing this on the podcast. Yeah. The funny thing is, uh, this podcast started like that too. Peter was kind of like, I mean, Kalpa was kind of like asking me if I wanted to start a podcast, and it, it happened like the same. Like, I mean, it was because of you. Like, we were having like a freaking long conversation. It was like, oh, this is gonna be great if we start a podcast. Like, we're gonna talk about random shit. We don't make good use of it. But yeah, at first I was planning just only uh, Liam and I will like start the project and do the project on our own, but. Then we we think that there's like gonna be like so many problems, so many things to take care of, and um, yeah, and then we ended up having seven more members, which is like the eleven fifty nine family, yeah, which is which is great, nonetheless. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a we chose award next. <laughs> no, our goal is to be the next Ellen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot, I forgot. Ellen the generous, yeah. Anyway, so do you have any tips on how to um, recover or cope with mental illnesses? Well, personally, I would cope being as pretending I'm somebody else, or I I would just sleep a lot, like or somehow I would act like I'm it, I'm on drugs. I love it when I'm on drugs. You know, I I'm I'm not actually on drugs. Okay, I'm not actually on It's drugs. Like medication, right? Just so you know. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that I will act like I'm on drugs. That's why my mom, when my mom found my package from Shopee, she thought that I would buy drugs. <laughs> I was like, Mom, just... do I look like I have a money? <laughs> I can't even afford myself a, I don't know, a, a what? Uh, a meal? <laughs> I don't know. I have like 20 k in my purse and twenty k dollars. No, 20k. <laughs> wait, wait, I, wait, I thought you were talking under Asherin. Uh, <laughs> no, this is our <laughs> version of Asherin. Do not fantasize yourself. Are you trying to assume me that I'm rich? Well, you are Asherin. I mean, my network. Well, our just... Asherin is not rich, but the world's Asherin is rich. Are you saying that I'm? A yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm really sensitive, you know. Or do you even know that we are on a mental health issue? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't handle this. Yeah. It's a topic. Anyway, it, it, okay. it's it's understandable because 
um, the, I had like in the same problems. It's not actually a mental problem. But then my mom, she thought that I was doing drug in Singapore, and then because I lost 10 kg after three months, uh, coming back from Singapore, she thought that I did drug, and she immediately took me to the hospital to have an overall checkup. The like two days after my quarantine, and actually like I did two. Drug test and one blood test to see like do I have HIV or do I use any drug etc. Like the result came out clean, and she was like, "Oh, I was checking on you. I was like being sure and all that." I was like, "Okay, you don't have faith in me." So she was like, "Oh, honey, I love yeah. you. But I really need to know what's going on." Yeah, this entire family itself has trust trust issue. I don't really know why my mom thinks that I do drugs. I don't even have free time. I mean, <laughs> I don't even have a privacy for my own. How could I do drugs? At least you have a door, unlike someone. God, I feel so grateful for what I have. I wouldn't say myself had like any encounter with mental issues before, but um, I did go on a medication and therapist. In this very brief moment, last year, 2020, when um, people start telling me that I have problems controlling my emotions or uh, something like that, um, <clears throat> I was going through a very rough time in my life, in my 17th year, and I start treating people like um, human feces and. I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about my own feelings. I can't control my emotions, etc. So my friends were there, and they told me that I should, you know, get myself checked up. And I did. I went to the mental hospital. The doctor diagnosed me with um, bipolar. Um, and I was like, "What? What is bipolar? Like, what is it about? Like, I, I have zero information or knowledge about uh, the thing in general." So I went home with a with like six hundred k, six hundred thousand Vietnam dong worth of drug, and I started taking it. But the thing is that I didn't see you know using drug being helpful because like the medica the 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 medicine itself is like tranquilizer. Like they make you feel nothing at all. It's just sad. It's just like. Pulling yourself down and stuff like that, but I I use it the, the the medicine for like two weeks and then I stop, and then I realize that like actually you don't need to take meds to be happy or to treat your your sickness, but you know having friends around you are like the most important treatment that you can ever have. That I got better. I like I started controlling my emotions. I. I start, you know, realizing the problems and all that. But yeah, that that's that's my story. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, if if you have like trouble right now, just talk to someone because it really heals. I mean, Liam himself, like, yeah, he, he talks about a lot of things, and then he realized that talking to me is very therapeutic. Is that correct, Liam? Um, most of the time, yeah. What do you mean most of the time? I am. Well. A self-known <laughs> therapist. Thank you very much. Yeah, that. So um, let's move on. So my life is my life's like a drama. Um, I've been struggling with depressions for been like for 
five years, I guess. Like five years ago, my parents got divorced, and my best friend she suicide. Everybody think that it's just an accident, but I she texts me. She texts me. She left me a message and. She say that、um, she loved me and she hoped that we can be friends in the next life. And well, I've cried a lot. And at that time, <laughs> I have I also have to move to a new school. Well, like I lost my best friends and my parents say that I need to move to another school. And I make no I make like I don't want to make friends at that moment. I just want to blame myself because. I haven't told her how much I love her and how much I appreciate her. And then I met Ed Sheeran's. Like at first, I I hate her so much because because she talk a lot. Like she talk so much that I just want to put any anything that can stuff in her mouth. Like I wish that she she just disappear at that time. And somehow we have been playing together for like five years, like ever since then. That last year,、um, I got sexually assaulted by my younger brother,、um, and I have been diagnosed with like five other mental illness. Like it shocked me at that time. I was like, "Is depression? It's not enough for you, God? Like, I is." And I try to attempt suicide like a lot of time because every time I close my eyes, I felt like somebody is touching my body. I like that image keep pop up in my mind, and it's terrifying me. It's kind of traumatized seeing. And but lucky me, I have my two best friends. They're always beside me, like. They are willing to listen to me every time. Most of the time, they pick up my phone like at about two a.m. or three a.m. just to listen to me crying and ranting about my life and how terrified I am. Even though like it's been like over like about one years and nine, eight about like one years and eight months. But I'm still. It's kind of. It still pop up in my mind sometimes, and it just.、Um, it's still really hard for me to get through it because I still see him face every day, and every time I saw that face, I just. I just think about what have he done to me in the past, and why. I just keep thinking about why he did that to me. Um, I I tell I told my parents about that, even though they got divorced. But I told I told both of them about it. But they told me that it was my fault because I did not educate、right. him that 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 he can't hey he can't do it to his sister. He shouldn't do it. And they say that I should forget about it and moving on. And when I when I tell them that I have. A tons of mental illness, and the doctor need to see them. The doctor need to talk to them. They say that I'm just overreacting. Everything. It's just teenager, 
and they said I'm being selfish for not moving on and keep thinking about that trauma. So, like, basically, my family is kind of toxic, but my I have another older brother. He's sometimes he just sometimes he don't care about me that much because he's a lawyer and he's really busy with his work. But I appreciate that I have my friends, and sometimes I got my older brother with me too. I mean, having to go through wow. such an experience itself—it's just you know traumatizing. But not having your family to support you—it's on a different level. I mean, it's under like as for like your parents, it's like the most common dilemma right now in Asia. Like people don't really appreciate or. You know, notice the problems of men- mental health issues, but yeah, having having to know that. Okay, um, I, okay there are a time that there was a time I cut myself a lot, and it left a lot of scars on my thighs and on my arms, and I decide to tattoo like I because I. My therapist told me well she lives in America, so she does she doesn't have the old mindset of Vietnamese parents or Vietnamese therapists. So she told me to get a tattoo and I decided to get a bunch of tattoo and it's, it does make me feel better. But my parents found out about it and they asked me why. And I yeah, I told I tell them the why, the reason. And my dad, he yelled at my face and said, "Oh, if you want to die that much, then just die. Why are you still living in this world?" Like that moment, I was, I, my heart is broken, and I have, I even have a lesson at that, uh, at that day. So like, I come to my class and I cried. I cry a lot. Like I cried. I don't remember how long, but still, it just. Yeah, I, I think you understand. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I can't understand, but I, I cannot relate to you. But what you've been through, it's 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 a lot to take. But, yeah. But look on the bright side. Right now, you have so many people around you to love you, to like be there for you, including me, the cow pal. But you know. It, it's a good thing that, that now that there's a lot of people, but not your family to love you. But yeah, just know that there are people who are willing to help and who are willing to um, give you the support that you need. I I don't even know what to say. I mean, yeah, like I, for... I hope that you'll make it right with your family. I hope that things will get better for you in the future. But what you went through is. Very traumatic. Um, I I can't relate to you, but you know I just hope things get better. Um, well, you have li- you literally have an Ed Sheeran by your side, so yeah, she's a total crackhead. <laughs> so Ed Sheeran, what is your story? Spill the yeah. tea. Okay, so let's say that I was clueless at first. I mean, like I'm still clueless about what I'm having today. Like, do I really have a mental illness, or do I'm just faking it? Like, I'm, I'm still asking myself that. Wait, am I the, am I depressed? 
Or just because I'm a Scorpio, she's automatically <laughs> making me look like I'm depressed. Like, oh, it's just like it's very confusing for uh, me. Like, you are targeting a whole population of Scorpio. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, we look like that one donkey from Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in astrology, but all Scorpio look like that one donkey, and it's not from Shrek. But aren't they all high? Like, aren't all Scorpio high? Like, well, I mean, I mean, all of my friends are. I mean, at least. I mean, that's the least I could do for Scorpio. Well, and you know, um, I first happened my checkup because Luniel told me so. She said like, I think you you got some serious ma- matter going on with you. How about you just go in for a checkup? I mean, like, it's it's gonna be alright. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, right, nice. So my first experience was with that one old mindset woman who's apparently my therapist at that time. So after I did my checkup and all of the tests, she yelled at me. I don't even know why. She yelled at me like, "Oh, because that one be- stupid video game you become like this." What? I play Cookie Run, ma'am. I play Cookie Run. And he said like, "Oh, it's all because of that viol, violin, violin game and stuff that make you went through all of this." And when you know, like when I was about to leave, I was about to leave, and she just went up. To, she just went up to me and she said that you need um, to move on to this hospital right away. What? Do I look like a? Do, I mean, do, I, do I look like a? The person. The person who needs therapist is that doctor. Not yeah, you? I mean, like, I think that you need therapy more than me. But I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's like, so, I was so frustrated. It's so um, iconic how all Asian parents or like all Asian, um, not all, but the majority of like uh, the populations think that our problems are caused from video games and movies and stuff. I mean, it's it's yeah. understandable. Like some. Okay. Sh- oh, because you always on that damn phone. Exactly. <laughs> like you got a headache, okay. that's your phone. Oh, you got okay. a stomach ache, that's your phone. You poor, that's your phone. Yeah. You're you're lonely, also that's your phone. I mean, it's true, but you have dating apps. Well, uh, it's also kind of a coping method, so. Movies. I think our parents got it wrong. I mean, I think movie release. Really inform us about mental illnesses and problems that we are unaware of. Uh, yeah, it's not. We are not affected by the movies. We're not copying the movies. I think we're just learning from it. Uh, I think that's where my, our parents got it wrong. Yeah, like you got a realization after watching it. Yeah, since we have the realization that people would like our parents would think that okay because of they watching this movie now they know. Like because of they watch this movie, they where they have kissing uh, scenes or like um, intercourse scenes. Now they know about that, so they blame the movie. Literally though, I mean like because of that, when I, whenever I'm watching a movie with my um, family, even though I'm already 18, whenever there were like a kid scene coming up, I would just like cover my eyes, even though I know that I already have the consent to watch it. It's like it's creating like a habit, something. Remember to check my bad habit, Ed Sheeran. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's taking over you. Okay. 
I mean, I, yeah, the other actor and not you. My man, he went full emo because y'all bully him too much. I was a bully. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have like as you know traumatic experience as you guys. For me, I think most like most stressful time of my life were college application. Um, yeah, uh, I think that was it. Um, I do remember like feeling so down. I I can't. You guys must felt like ten times worse than what I felt. So that's just how I imagine uh, stepping into your shoes. But for me, I think there was this period when I was in my senior year. Um, I stupidly took too many classes. And I work on my college essay very late, so I was so stressed at the time. Like some, there were days, and because of that, like I was so stressed, I didn't even want to work at all. So some days, I just sit in my room, like doing nothing. I think I, I think, I think that I might have, you know, some kind of mental illnesses, but maybe it's just work overloading and me feeling um, burnt out. Uh, but yeah, I don't think my experience were as crazy. Although I think talking to our friends really helped. Like talking to my friends, I have I luckily have like supportive friends, so they were always there to listen to my story. I am not the person who like to share my stories, so they kind of like forced me into it. Like Cow Pal is forcing every single one of us to talk about our stories. I feel offended. Oh my god, you're making him sound like a pushy. I mean, it's a, a good pusher. thing though. It's a very good thing because I learned to open myself up. I mean, I cry a lot when I speak. Like when I talk about myself, I do cry a lot. When I have an argument, I cry. I cry at my debate competition. That's how tr- that's how easy to cry I am. And people used to tell me like crying. You know, in here in Vietnam, my parents tell me all the time, boys are not supposed to cry. Um, and that really like, I think because myself holding my you know emotional side too much, I start like bursting my emotional emotional side when I was in um, high school. And yeah, so I I never really liked talking about my stories. But my friend, uh, her name is Trixie. I know she she picked she picked a pretty edgy name, but yeah, she is like she's the person who. Um, Urge me to do that. You know, friends usually, usually when they hang out, they would just have fun. For her, it's different. She asks like crazy, hard to answer questions that and make every single one of us answer, uh, which made me annoyed at first. But I learned to do it, and it 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 really heals. So now, if I have a problem, I just talk to a friend, and yeah, and I'm always here if you know my friend w- wants to talk to me about something, but. I think having friends like Cal Pal as well as Trixie really helped me became a better version of myself. So yeah, so that was pretty much my story. Uh, it's not, it's not really, you know, depressing or anything. But um, yeah, I hope I hope that works. Um. Well, actually, it's not about you know depression or anything. It's about how you really overcome things and how you like. You you did it like yeah. alone or with any friends, but remember, there's no problems are insignificant. Like maybe it's not a big deal for us, but it's a big deal for you. Maybe like what you're going through is different from us, like etc. But you know, 
like as Liam said, it's always good to talk to someone, even if you kill someone, talk to someone else. You know, even talk to the corpse work. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I mean, no, no matter how big the story, it just your feelings is values. It's important to feel mm. because we are humans. All stories are just as important as other story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just how like because like everything smart starts small. Yeah, everything starts small because maybe maybe right now you're being affected by the mindset of your parents, like toxic ma- masculinity. Like I've boys are not supposed yeah. to cry. Boys are not supposed to have long hair. Boys are not supposed to have this, have that. But boys are still humans, right? Why, why girls are allowed to hold their hands, but why aren't boys are you know allowed to do that? And they will like discriminate. They will like oh 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 look at those two. They're holding their hands and you know stuff. I mean, I mean like I think I have an advice for you and for all of you all because like I think that we're just comparing ourselves too much. Like comparing like oh. My thing wasn't as traumatic as you, so I shouldn't feel bad about that. I mean, everybody have their own pain, and they just maybe just you just think that oh, my pains aren't great as yours, so I shouldn't feel depressed about it. And it's just like suppressing your feelings, you know. And it's bad as for you as well. Yeah, if you feel bad, then so just, the just is, cry. If you feel bad, then cry. If you happy, then 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 just smile. Yeah, I just, agree. Accept Thank your you. feelings. Yeah, Sweet. just expressing your feeling. They are validate, you know, just validate your feeling. <laughs> and also because um, I don't know, is this appropriate or not? I'm just gonna say it because, like, you know, like we can cut it out. So when I heard your story, I heard a lot of a pusher. You know, who's also a pusher? You, Miss Nobori from Mean Girls. I don't oh. watch that show. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> I mean, okay, so we all we all know that there's a burn book, right? There's a burn book, yeah. and our main girl, which is wait, what's his name again? Katie. Yeah, Katie growed Miss Norbury as like, oh yeah, I'm a pusher, and you know what? I think that she might sell drugs. What the yeah. hell? That was a really bad thing to do to your teacher, you know? <laughs> Just remember that one scene. <laughs> Because I rewatch, I watch it like six times already or seven. Is it I don't good? Know. I mean, a lot of people recommended it to me. You watch Mean Girls <sighs> seven times? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching it for seven. I mean, like too much. That I already remember all of the lines. <laughs> oh my god, people! Your obsession with things. Gotta live in the dreams. <laughs> Alright, so um, yeah. Anyway, at the end of the day, remember like if you have problems, talk to someone. If you're sad, you cry. If you're happy, you laugh. That's all. Um, okay. Um, live, love, laugh. What is one that like? Hashtag <laughs> Live, love, love, or laugh. I don't know. Is it L L L? Is the triple L? It's live, love, live, love, love. Okay. Remember, y'all. Live, love, love. Hashtag stick over the heart. Be pleasure, bitch. What? The? Okay. <laughs> Hashtag healing. Hashtag I'm feeling better. See every. every... Hashtag validate your feeling. 
from 11:59. Hashtag it's time. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. And remember, you're always perfect. An Asherin, uh, song. Uh, can someone, can someone I please laugh at him? <laughs> Just a reminder, because we're forgetful. I hope that everyone could get like less depressed this day, because like we can all be depressed at once. We have to take turns. Okay, love ya. No thanks. I'm so sorry. I'm so all sorry right. for my friend's <laughs> behavior. Okay. Anyway, you know what time is it? It's 11.59 Hashtag Don't do drugs Love y'all